Uh, and the same uh, with the, the food or drinks. Uh, please no food or drink uh, out here. We'll do the same thing. Point you out, make you walk to the back, do all kinds of weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, that's all for me. Thanks for coming. Happy Sunday. Uh, you, have a, you have a question, yeah. Richard, should for me. Buy, should you buy the dip? Always. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Thank you. Are they ready in the back? I'm going to check on that. How are we doing? Just, just connecting on D-Live right now. Uh, are they repairing that? I'm repairing We're going to start the stream, and I will confirm once it's started. I hate this. It looks like he's in school. <laughs> <laughs> Can we start? <laughs> I thought you were bad when you were sent to the corner. So what now? When you were sent to the corner, wouldn't that mean we were bad and mis- misbehaved in school? Not in the... He is bad. <laughs> he's the hate okay. report. Okay. Yeah. Sammy, you're a Mexican cowboy boy. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our chat line on the YouTube channel there, and we can respond to your questions or comments. I do appreciate it. How y'all again? How's everybody? Amazing. Thank you all for coming. Instead of going to the beach. Maybe you can go later. It's going to be 80 today, I think. Nice. Any first-timers? Okay. Um, what's your name and how did you hear about us? My name's Nate. My name's Nate and my friend Rich. Oh, okay. Told me about you guys. Nice. Uh, thank you for coming. Any questions or comments about anything? Not as, uh, as of now, no. Okay. Have you heard any of the shows at all? No. Oh, okay. Good. Okay, well, welcome. Thank you. All right. Right here. This is your first time? What's your name and how did you hear about us? My name is Cassie, and I'm really good friends with um, the people that help you guys with your YouTube thumbnails, stuff like that, the Anderson family. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so they told you about us? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, great. Yeah. Do you live out there? I did, but I just got married. Oh, you just got married? Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. When did did you get married? In January. January 12th. Nice. Well, congratulations. Thank you. How is it? It's wonderful, yeah. It's wonderful? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you obey your husband? I do. Oh, nice. Yep. Well, any questions for me or anything? Uh, Or disagreements or anything? Not right now. Uh, Are you pregnant? I am. Oh, that's why you rub yourself? Oh, I didn't know. (laughs) No, that's why. (laughs) What did the baby do? November 3rd. Twins? I don't know. <laughs> oh, he looked like he, looked like he made twins. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anything, if any question, let me know. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thank you for coming, man. What's your name? Yeah. 
I'm Thomas. So uh, Thomas, nice yeah. name. Yeah. So um, you just got married. Yes. What made you decide to marry her? Uh, uh, been a desire of mine for a long time to be married, and uh, the t- right time came along with the Lord's will, and we got married. So, right on, man. Yeah. Good. It's good well, to be here. Well, you didn't waste any time making white babies. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need white babies, so stay on the job. All right. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. All right. Any questions about anything? Uh, not at this time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right on. And this is your first time? And what's your name? Angela. Angela, how did you hear about us? This guy. Right on. <laughs> have you watched any of the shows? Or I did. I have. And what's your impression of the shows? Um, I'm actually happy you're addressing a lot of the things you're addressing. You do what? I'm happy that you're addressing a lot of the things that you are. Yeah. And that other people are afraid to talk about. So. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you disagree with? And you'd like me to clarify or anything? I don't know yet because you make sense. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you're here. Thanks. Me too. All right. If you have any questions or anything, let me know. Okay. We'll do. All right. Uh, the one thing I do want to mention that in Canada, and I think I mentioned this last week, that there's a, a, a preacher over there. And where did he come from? The, where? He's from the Ukraine. Ukraine. And he's in Canada, right? And so they tried to make him shut down his church one day. The police went there to tell him to shut down. And he's like, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out. And the police woman trying to talk to him anyway. He's like, get out. I love that. And, and then they came back a second time, according to the report, and he ran them off again. And now he has a warrant out, right? Yeah, a warrant out for his arrest. And, and then there was another preacher in the U.K., that he was preaching that a marriage is between a man and a woman. You know, he didn't even tell the gays you can't get married. He just spoke the truth. And they arrested him. They went to his church and arrested him because in Canada, I mean, in the UK, they have a law that you cannot say things like that because you might hurt their feelings. Right? And I bring that up because that is coming to America too. It's going to happen here. There's nothing to stop it at this point. And if you don't start speaking up and getting involved, you're going to wait until those laws happen, and then you'll be arrested. They're going to take away your rights. So I really want to encourage you to start speaking up. At least start that, and one thing will lead to another one. And I also want, because it is coming, there's nothing to stop it right now. And I know there are men and women waking up, so you will be able to fight against it. And also, I want to encourage you to be sure to return to your fathers. you got to love your fathers, because if you don't, you will forever be weak. And if you're weak, spiritually weak, you're not going to be able to fight this battle. Because we have a battle coming. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm so excited about it. I love the spiritual battle, right? So we do have a battle coming. And so I urge you to really overcome your mothers and return to the Father. Because if you don't, and you can't pretend that you're returning to the Father. It has to be born of the Spirit of the Father. Otherwise, you're not going to have the 
the, the power to really fight the battle to come. And there's nowhere to hide. You can go to the hills, you can go to the valleys, but it's going to find you. And it's going to get you if you're not ready. So I would start dealing with little things in the right way. You got to start little, and then they'll grow into the big things. I remember years ago we talked about that. You got to deal with little things. If you don't deal with them in a perfect way, you're not going to be able to deal with the big things to come. So stop complaining and whining, and, and when things happen, be happy about it. When tribulation comes, no matter what it is, the ups and the downs. Because when you don't overreact to them, you get stronger in life. You will get stronger. But if you overreact, you're going to get weaker. And men today are weak. They are weaker than sugar water. Anybody ever had sugar water? Oh, good. It's good, huh? Well, I haven't had it in a long time. I used to drink it in Alabama when we didn't have anything else to drink, but I haven't done it out here. But you got to start dealing with little things. And if someone don't like you, fine. If they talk about you, fine. If they lie on you, fine. If they whatever, fine. And don't be attached to anything or anyone. Really. So that if someone, because when someone threatens you, the first thing they do is threaten to take something away from you. Really. If they don't have anything, if nothing that important to you, they can't use that against you. That makes sense? So don't be attached to any, anything or anyone. Now, you can be friends and all that, but and you can date, you can get married, but don't be attached to it. So if your wife threatens to take your children and you know the courts are not on your side, you just say, okay, you can have them. I don't feel like taking care of them anyway. <laughs> kids are headache let them go because when she find out that they are so important to you she will use it against you Whatever, and the courts are not on your side so why waste your money buy property buy invest your money alright but you got to start dealing with little things and you will grow into the big things the big things are coming it's going to happen so you should be prepared and the only way you're going to do it, you got to return to the Father, overcome the anger, return to the Father, and you start dealing with little things, not overreacting. Every time you overreact, you, you lose. That makes sense? you got to start dealing with those little things. Uh, what else? Make sure you return to the Father. If you don't repent for the hate, hatred that you have in your heart, you have already lost you don't have a chance. All right? Uh, what else? Did you guys see the father? What's your first name? Did y'all see the father state this past Friday? Did you see Hassan? I had no idea he was, He seemed so quiet and humble, huh? <laughs> I thought he was a Buddhist. He's so quiet and humble, but uh-uh. Who saw the show? Yeah. Were you surprised by his personality? What did you think when you saw it? Yeah, he's um, definitely himself, you know, uh, very open about his situations and 
Well, yeah, you well, see him at church? Did you expect him to be so open like that? I've never really seen him in church before. Oh, you haven't? Yeah. Yeah, he's so quiet. That's probably why. Yeah, because he... Did you know he was here right now? I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you see him, Mark? What did you think? Um, I haven't seen him at church. I haven't been coming to church, but I thought it was pretty cool how he's outspoken and he doesn't bring that everywhere he goes. He can change. You know, if he's in church... He's, you know, Padawan, what you said, you know. What? Uh, I like how he can be very outspoken and also, um, you know, know when to shift gears. He's like, I'm just listening now. He doesn't need to bring that everywhere he goes, like a obnoxious Look at him. person. He's a right now, right? Yeah, he does. <laughs> Amazing. I was surprised his father, grandfather was beheaded by Saddam folks. That was major. But anyway, and he had this shirt on that says, brown nigger, sand nigger. And he made a song out of it. What the? So he's a brave guy. I enjoyed that interview with you. Yeah, very, very nice. Um, any, any question or anything? Yes, sir. Morning. I have a question about what difference does doctrines make, and let me just add to that. Um, I know when you, from your, listening to your story, that you were pro- when you went to Baptist churches when you were. Coming. You said what difference does what make? It, the the question is around what difference does Christian doctrines make? You sound like Hillary Clinton. I know. That, what difference does it make? I know. I was thinking about that. When I was I was formulating the question. So thank you for remembering that. At this point, what difference does it make? Um, that's part of the question, actually. There's no such thing in doctrine. Well, according to Christians, there are. Right, but that's why they're so weak. Okay. Well, you're you're already getting the answer before I've even completely asked, asked the question. Very good. You're that good, Jesse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the Christians, mainline Christians, they'll argue about doctrine all day. That you know, that's what they love to do. They teach the Bible and argue about doctrine. For example, you were probably, when you were a young man or a young boy, when you were going to Baptist church in Alabama, you probably were taught that Jesus is God, right? You know, that kind of... No. no oh, not at your church. Okay. See, you're probably wrong. Okay, good. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> no, I only heard that Jesus was God when I moved out here. Okay. And they were teaching, you know, these teaching churches. Right. And they were teaching that. But growing up... Okay, good. It was always... Jesus was the Son of God. Okay. And if you believe in the Son, you believe in the Father. Okay. And so, but th- th- I guess I my, was never told that. Never my, heard of it, to be my, honest. My question is that, like, I was trying to think, I was thinking about this week, well, if I believe that, or if I believe Jesus is God, I'm like, well, really, what difference would it make in my life? If you believe what? Like, if I believe Jesus was God. You would suffer. So that's the difference. You would be miserable. Okay. So that's the... Because... We live by faith, by right. belief, and we have to be careful of what we believe in. And it, you can believe in the wrong thing, and it'll destroy you. You get nowhere. So you have to believe in the right thing. Okay. So if you believe, so this is why, I guess the question is like, so if they, you believe that Jesus is God, you get no further than that, because He made it clear He's the Son. The Father sent Him. The Father work in Him. It's not He that's doing the work, but the Father in him. And so if you believe that Jesus is God, 
you're never going to believe that he's working in you and that he lives in you because you believe in the son and that's it. Okay. You Thank believe you. the son is the father. All right. Thank you. Yeah. So I would be careful with that. Do what you want, though. Oh, I got it. I got what do you believe? Uh, I'm still smoking on that because I, I came from mainline churches. I got, quote unquote, saved about 15 years ago. And, you know, there was taught Jesus is the Son of God and God, right? It's, he's at, your, at that church? Yeah. You were taught at one church that he's the Son of God was and God? The Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the oh. Holy Spirit. And so you still believe? What do you believe? I'm, right now I'm still... Oh, you're still smoking on it? I'm just questioning. Oh, I see. Okay. It's best to do that rather than just make up a belief. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, that's why the Christians are so weak today. They have no power. They talk about him, they read about him, they shout about him, and uh, but they have no power. That's why the evil is winning in the country, because the Christians are weak. They have the word. They can quote the Bible until the cows come home. They can lift up, hold a hand, and wave, and do all those things, but they have no power. No, they, I see that, especially when, because they... They don't take anything out of the church, right? It's all in the church, and so there's nothing going on. The community's going to hell. Who followed that? Come and get him, Chris. The community around is on fire burning down, and the church is going, we're just, we're just praising the Lord and teaching the Bible. And yeah, Christianity is under attack like I've never seen it before. Of course, yeah. And the Christians are weak. They are afraid. They they go along just to get along. They have no Absolutely. insight. Absolutely. And uh, but they know the Bible. They can quote the Bible. And it's and now that the churches are filled with women preachers, so they don't have a chance. But so but so it's good to know that you're not sure, rather than just make up something. Okay. Thank All right. you. All right. Did I see another hand? Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask also about that. Um, like, what about the people that say that, uh, you know, they do believe that Jesus is a son of God, not God, but then, and they also say that Jesus is perfect, and they also believe that, you know, you you can be a son of God, but they say that you can't be perfect. They believe that, you know, Jesus is perfect and a son of God, yet they also say that it's impossible to be perfect and have perfect peace. Like, what's up with those guys? But that's what happened when you learn about it intellectually. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so it's just all intellectual. It's no different than going to Harvard or some black college and just learning intellectually. Mm -hmm. And you're just repeating what someone told you. You don't know what you're doing. And that's why when you go to those people for counseling, they end up giving you medicine. And they make you worse because they have no insight. And, and so the... The churches are just like a college or something, a high school, where they were just learning about him. When I was growing up, there never was a push to learn the Bible. Even though we went to church, they talked about it, you know, they used the Bible. But there never was a push that we should study the Bible. When we went home after Sunday, we put the Bible down, that was it. We just live by example, our family, you know, parents and things like that. So it's just all intellectual knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've learned. I learned to just ignore them at this point. Like, not yeah, just, have this argument. Yeah, don't hate them. Of course, don't judge them. But be a good example. 
because everything that we're looking for is, is already inside of us. And he would teach us all things. Let no man teach you. He would definitely teach you. Right, thank you, Jesse. Right? And it's unfortunate. I don't know if it's unfortunate, but it's just the way it is. And the thing about God, he doesn't need a whole bunch of people. He just needs one to stand up. One. One is an army against the children of the lie. But you must be born again of the Father. Right? And you can't fake it. You can fake it, but you won't make it. All right? Yes, sir. And it's so simple and so easy and so much fun being a Christian. I absolutely love being a Christian. Really. There's nothing like it. It's amazing. Yes, sir. Hi, Jesse. Hi. Um, it just uh, brought to my mind how you said we need to do a little bit at a time, even like it's starting in the beginning, there get ready, thing, yeah. and that the war is coming. And I think the war is here already. It's just it's going to get worse. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's going to yeah. get worse before it gets better. And about doing things, a lot of us, myself included, and friends and family, community I see around us, we're not really preparing. And what I mean by that is we also need to have a um, sort of a military pre preparation. A Meaning, what? Let's say you have a gun, but if you don't know how to shoot it, what good is it? Is it? You know, if you're not, if you don't know anybody in your community that is like-minded, when they come for you, you're not going to know what to do. You don't know how to use your gun. So you've been listening to that song, Bad Boy, Bad Boy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not at all. What you got to do? What, what happened for me is uh, during this recent Armenian war, I lost cousins, I lost childhood friends. And this one particular guy, he died the first 10 days of it. Uh, my, one of my best friends growing up from kindergarten, right? And he was here four years ago. He was 29, fat, fat kid, never worked in his life. It really saddens me that he died. And everybody's really mourning him, you know, young, died. But he really wasn't prepared for it. He volunteered. That's why he, you have to be prepared spiritually first. For sure. And when you're prepared spiritually first, God will guide you. And it's so amazing. It would be so timely when you should do it. If you should learn to uh, carry a weapon or fire a weapon or whatever. But if you're doing it in a fallen state, you're out like, of step with God. You're going to do it at the wrong time. And you're setting yourself up for the enemy to destroy you. No, but you there need is to walk by the light. There is no wrong feelings. time. There is no wrong time yes, to let's is. say buy some people do storable it food. Some people do it out of fear. It'll be at the wrong time. They'll hear something wrong and they overreact. It's the wrong time. And I see that happening a lot now with what's going on in the world. People will learn the truth and they'll go out and they'll try to do something about it and it's wrong timing and they end up in jail. So I'm not talking about being stupid. Right. That's I'm talking about let's say again. let's say something very simple everyone can do, right? Buy storable food, good for twenty, thirty years. And you're on your way to fixing your life. You might be one foot in the you know, one foot in hell, one foot here, you're in the fallen state, but you're you realize at least you're questioning stuff, right? Yeah, and so, I don't like that though. Well you might be right, but let me tell you why I don't like that. Okay. Because if I said to you guys, 
oh, you guys need to go out and buy food. You need to move to Yala land. And it is coming. And you'll, you'll become afraid. And then you run out about all the food, your store food. You get rid of your houses and your jobs and you run to another city or state. You will overreact. And then years go by and now you got to throw the dry food out. You got to move back to California and get your job. <laughs> you know, but if you just be aware, then you would know. And someone said, well, you know what? We need to prepare you would see, I'm telling you, you would see how to do it well, in the right way. No, nobody And, you, and I've seen you. it, hold on, hold on one minute. And I've seen this happen over and over again. So many people have predicted the end times. You ever heard of those stories? And I know so many crazy people who followed, and they bought up food galore. And then 30 years went by. End time didn't happen yet. Now they, the food got buzz in it. <laughs> <laughs> they had to throw it away. They can't use the toilet paper anymore. So I want you to walk in the light so you can see how to do it. And God loves us. God loves us very much. And he'll show you how to do all things in a timely way. And so don't run out of just, in Texas right now, they're trying to take over Texas. And they almost took it over already. And so many people, and I've heard people say, oh, I wish I had not moved to Texas. I told you, don't run. You have to be guided by the light so you can be on time. Really. You cannot operate out of fear. You were doing it the wrong way. You buy up all these guns, and then your neighbors will tell, tell the cops on you, and they'll burst your door down in the middle of the night while you're high. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm not saying you're wrong, but what I'm pointing to is, let's say, Switzerland. Nobody has attacked them for 400 years because when they go to the army, they come back, they have to bring their machine gun with them, sealed bullets. And every year they have competitions, they have events, cultural events that they go, they practice, so they're always ready. Switzerland, for example, Israel too does the same thing. They have the highest military readiness. Let's say something happens, they can mobilize like that. So are you saying that we should get involved in the military? No, I'm saying there, everyone can do different things, but to, to think that it's not here and some bad, you know, the oh, bad stuff is going to come in the future something. at some point. Whatever maybe, you're doing, don't so. tell nobody. <laughs> you know, like, like he's telling you these sure. things, right? Whatever you're doing to protect yourself, don't tell anyone. Because people can't be trusted, and they will tell somebody else and somebody else. And you'll be the first one that the cops are, and the military, too, knocking on your door. Learn to be quiet. <laughs> you don't have to tell all your business. And so if they, whatever happened, you're prepared. That makes sense? Don't tell everybody. Don't be all proud about it. Just be quiet. Do your thing. And don't let the ego tell you, oh, I got to tell Aunt Martha that I bought some extra food. And then here come Aunt Martha and all her kids coming over to your house, eating up your food. Some things you don't have to put out there, all right? That makes sense? I'm confused. Are you saying I'm doing that, or are you just saying generally? No, when you say these things, it reminds me of people I know who have gone through that stuff. Okay, I and, don't care about those people, uh, right? Oh, you don't? I mean, no. That's amazing. If, you're, if you're high, you bite your weapons, and you're doing stupid stuff, I, you know. 
take him away. I'll, I'll be the one calling the cops. <laughs> you know, I, I don't care about that. I'm talking about being responsible. Not just, okay, fine, spiritually you're going there. But I see a lot of people in the community, even amongst us, that aren't really thinking about it seriously. They're complaining. They're saying, pointing out to the bad stuff. They took off this guy off of YouTube. They punished this guy. Yeah. They, they went after that church. But nobody's doing anything. And uh, if one church goes to another to ask for help, they start pointing out, well, you believe Jesus is God. You believe he's not God. Right. That's what I'm talking about. So your about. whole point is that people should start preparing themselves. Yeah, in right? all ways. Yeah. In all ways. Be real. Be, yeah. be real. Like, don't, you know, things are more real than they are. And a lot of times in many countries, people think that, Oh, it might come, might not come. And when it comes, they're not prepared for it. Right. And just sweeps them off like a wave. That's uh, right. Example okay. after example. And the, the left is crazy. They're, they're doing the same thing that they did in Europe. There's so many examples of the left. And we know where it well, ends up. Well, I want to get into politics and stuff right now, but thank you. I, I understand what you're saying. Be ready, but don't tell anyone. You understand that? He's right. He should be ready, but don't tell anyone. And when they walk up on you, they'll be surprised. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. If that's what you're saying. Yes, sir. So I was just going to piggyback on that. And I, I just have to say, what you went through over there in Armenia, I couldn't imagine what that would do to you psychologically to see that in your country, your friends, your family, you know, your communities. But as a veteran of this country, you know, I've seen like places that you've talked about. I've done my rotations and those places are terrifying. And I don't want that for my country. I don't want weapons for my country. I don't want my my, my fellow citizens, regardless of what you believe in, to be walking out in the streets and shooting each other, bro. You know, we have a system in America where it's through education and, and, and politics and religion and faith and all these things that we practice every day as a man that we can achieve great things as a country, you know. But it, it, running and hiding and pulling out guns is not going to get us, you know. Right. And that's what I don't want to see. And, and that's I just what they want us to do. We have a great system in our country, and right now I just want to reassure everybody, like, we just don't need guns. Like, yeah. That's the last thing we need. Because, you know, we, we, we do what we do outside of our country to keep that from being here. And we don't want to live like that. We have children in this country. We have businesses and jobs, you know. But, like, let's do what we have to do to get back to what we're doing. Let's just do it without violence. Yeah. You know? So that's so all I got. They want you to be violent. If, they, if you became violent, they're going to lock you up. They're going to take away your rights. So they want you to be that way. Do not overreact. All right? Don't overreact. See, the kingdom of God, he will guide you. And believe me, he will protect you. All right? Don't overreact. I went down to uh, Marina Del Rey yesterday to meet with a family. And I don't know if I should say this. Don't say it. Jay said, go for it. Who said that? Oh. <laughs> Oh, so I uh, and I had not gone down there in a long time, and it's right outside where all the boats are and blah blah blah, right? And to my surprise, 
Anyway. <laughs> to my surprise, it was a bunch of black people down there. And I'm like, what the? <laughs> and I know black can't afford to go to the marina, right? And then I was like, I wonder how they got here. They had, you know, they were all that way. The, the girls were all that way, hot pants on and all that. I'm like, how did, I wanted to ask, how did y'all get here? And then I was thinking, oh, maybe they got the stimulus checks. Right? And so, and so I'm looking around at the white people, and I notice that every time a white person be looking at you, if you look at them, they turn their head right away. Because they don't want you to even see that they're looking at you. Because the whites don't know what to do with the blacks now. They don't know what to do. So they're afraid to even look at you. And I'm thinking, wow, interesting to see this. And so I wonder, where do they get the money to come here? And then I remember the stimulus check situation. Uh, once I was driving through Beverly Hills, when they were, that's when they were holding those rallies and things. Remember those Donald Trump rallies or whatever? And so I was, I was going to go to a rally one day. And so I was driving down through Beverly Hills. It was just lines of black people shopping at the stores. And I'm like, well, where did they get the money from? Because they didn't look like normal blacks. They look like ghetto kind of blacks. And I'm like, where are they getting the money from? And then the next day I heard on the news that they were stealing people in stimulus checks. You know, like, did y'all hear about that? And I'm like, oh, maybe this, huh? It was the unemployment they were stealing to shop in Beverly Hills. The unemployment? Yeah, the unemployment money. And then, wow. And so I'm thinking, I wonder if they still taking the stimulus check and going out, being on a boat and carrying on. The thing about it, we got to do something about all this stuff. We got to start speaking up about it. We got to love everybody so that we can be honest and not be afraid. And white people are in fear of the blacks now. Really, they, they can't even let you see them looking at you. And I've seen it because I've seen them looking at me. I look at them and they look away real fast. Even when I'm driving down the road, you know how you're driving and a car pulls upside you? And you're just looking over and you look around and I'm like, what the? <laughs> you can't live by fear. That's not a way to live. And if you're not standing up and speaking up and preparing yourself in the right way, then you're going to have fear. I want to say to the whites, don't be afraid. What the? And I know how they feel because you don't know which black is a nice black. <laughs> so I think I'm going to wear a sign. <laughs> it says, I'm a nice black. <laughs> I'm going to say, say hello, I'm a nice black. <laughs> you can say hi back. You can look at me. <laughs> Isn't that a horrible way to live in America? But that's because you have not spoken up. You would just let the, the children of Satan, because it's a spiritual battle. It had nothing to do with color. It has nothing to do with male or female, but it has everything to do with good versus evil. It's about that. It's not about the color at all. And if you stand up and speak up, you'll be surprised how things will work out for you. It'll work out, but you got to overcome the fear. Really. You could have a life with no fear. 
And I'm a witness to that. I used to be a beta male. I had fear because I had my mother's nature. And it wasn't until I was born of the father that the fear disappeared. And that's for men and women. Women, y'all got to return to the fathers too. You got to love your father or you're never going to love God. It's impossible. You can read the Bible. You can jump up and down. You can hoop a holler. You can speak in tongues. You can feed the hunger. You can prophesy. And you see how long you have fear. You don't know God. If you don't love your earthly fathers, you can hang it up. You must be born of the spirit of the father. Otherwise, it ain't going to work because we can't change ourselves. And there's nothing of ourselves that we can do. You cannot change yourself. And you're dumb. We're all dumb. We just think we're smart in that fallen state. But everybody's dumb. Did y'all know everybody's dumb? <laughs> but you only think you're smart because you have an ego. But we can't change ourselves. And as soon as you really realize that and accept that, you start to change just like that because the Father will take over. All right? Any questions about that? Okay. Let me take you, y'all lady behind you, Raymond, then I'll take you. I, I have a quick question. Morning. Good morning. How are you? Amazing. Okay. Um, I just had a quick question based on, I know you were just talking about your experience in Marina Del Rey and that people should speak up. So I'm just wondering, I've always lived in nice areas, so I certainly don't want people to walk away and like, you know, I'm out at my house or in Malibu or at my house up north in Danville or something and people start, their takeaway is they see me there and like I'm start sorry, what saying. Did you say now? Well, you were just talking about in Marina Del Rey where you saw all of several black people that were there. Not several, there's a whole bunch of No, them. I know. There's, there's been a lot <laughs> there like for a while. There's been a lot there for a while. <laughs> but you're saying that white people should be speaking up when they're seeing this. So all I'm saying is, me, being a black person who's grown up and lived in affluent areas, not because we had stimulus checks, but um, <laughs> I just don't want people to walk away. And then, you know, I'm at my house in Malibu or at my house in Northern California and people all of a sudden coming up and, like, asking me questions or Where trying to challenge Where did this house me. from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you afford it? I work in... I have a good job. How much is your job. stimulus check? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get stimulus checks. I don't qualify. But... <laughs> You didn't qualify for a stimulus check? No. Ooh, you really think you're white. <laughs> no, I, I qualify for mine. <laughs> no, but all I'm, I'm saying is how, how will you differentiate that for people so they aren't just That's going up to question. every, like, black, like, what are you doing here? You know what I mean? I, I certainly do not want to attract any of that. <laughs> So let's say you stand out in front of a little Malibu home and some white person come by and they were like, ma'am, how did you end up here? What would you, how, I, I don't like doing if, but yeah, can you imagine yourself dealing with that? How, how would you handle that? Uh, well, I mean, I've think? lived there for 23 years, so I just tell them I went to university there at Pepperdine and then 
grad I stayed after I graduated. Yeah. Bought a place. That's how I would deal with it too. If yeah. someone's a white person asks me something like that or yeah. when I'm walking down the road they hold their purse or something, I would totally understand. I'm like, look, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> because that's all you, that's what been right. happening. Right. Even Jesse Jackson said when he look around and see that the, the footsteps behind him is a white people instead of black, he feel better. <laughs> <laughs> or if they're black, he walk over to the other side of the road. And so human beings feel that way. Yeah. When you when you see that people are violent and and out of control, right? You understand what's really going on. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And so if, if a white person ever asks you that, say, yeah, you know what? I earned this, but I understand why you yeah. wonder. And they would say, oh, yeah, that's, cool. that's a nice black lady. Can I come over for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> I like you. And then they call up Susie. I got a black friend down the road. <laughs> <laughs> My neighbor is black. I love black people. <laughs> but, and you would be an example, and they would know that there are decent black folks. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I just didn't want the takeaway for everyone here to be like, let's go question, <laughs> questioning people. Just don't hang out at Marina Del Rey, so I won't judge you. Yeah, no, don't worry. <laughs> oh, it's unfortunate like that, but this battle between good and evil, a lot of people don't understand it. And black people need love. They really do. They need you to be honest with them. They need you to speak up. They need their fathers. The problem with most, not all, they were born out of wedlock, the men are not around, and the few men that are around, they still have their mother's identity. So black people need love, they need to be told the truth. And they need to be, not all, not all, but most, they, you need to be patient with them. But if they don't hear the truth at home, they're not getting in the schools. It's like a lot of you guys, especially beta males, a lot of you guys like real betas until you heard the truth. You gotta overcome mama. And they're like, oh, that makes sense. Stop hating. And you're like, wow, that makes sense. You must overcome your mothers. Really. And mothers are a mess. I didn't know mothers could be like that. Mothers are horny for their children. Especially their sons. Did y'all know that? And I, not till you brought it up. I heard you say that. I noticed it then. You see that? Yeah. I was talking to a guy... Counsel with a guy I've never met, and he happened to hear the show, and his father died. Well, even before his father died, he said, you know, I noticed my mother used to ignore my father and feed me, and she would make my meal like I'm her husband. And I didn't realize my mother was horny for me until you said it. And I realized, wow, she is horny. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a spiritual thing. They can't help it. All right? And that's why they need love. They need honesty. All right? They must return to the father. Women are looking for a father's love. Instead, they get sex. That's not what they're looking for. They're accepted to control you, but they're really looking for a man to guide them. They're looking for a man to love what's right. It's like men look to Christ for the right way to go, right? The woman is literally looking to the man for the right way to go. They would test you, but they want you to be strong. Really. They, women don't, that's why they don't like, just imagine if we were over in Israel 
And here comes Jesus Christ walking down the road begging. Or Jesus Christ walking down the road and his woman slapping him. <laughs> You'd be like, Jesus, is that you? <laughs> well, that's how women feel about men. Women hate weak men. They love hate you. They'll take you to control you, but they prefer not to control you. And then when you finally wake up, and now you're changing, and they'll like have a fit about it. You don't love me. You don't. You don't. I heard it all. I've counseled with people for the last 30 years around the world. It's the same problem everywhere. So whenever a woman say, let's say that you're with this woman and you've been catering to her, spending your money on her. How many guys spend money on women? Yeah. And so you're spending money on her, right? And all of a sudden you hear that you must be born again of the Father. And you change. You forgive and you of the Father. Now your nature is changing. And all of a sudden you're not spending money on her. You're not catering to her emotions. You're not making her feel like she's special. And then she'll say, you don't love me. You don't cater to my emotions. I was counseling with this couple, and these words that I'm telling you, the wife was boohooing. He don't love me. He doesn't take, he doesn't cater to my emotions. He doesn't give me what I want. Cause the man is awake now, and so he's not doing all that anymore. He don't love me. He doesn't give me what I want. And she was boohooing real hard. If you had been a female, you would have failed for the lie, right? Or one of those expert counselors, male or female. And I'm like, well, what do you want? What do you want from him? And then she's like, oh, I can't really say. And she cleared up the tears and everything just like that. Isn't that amazing? The tears disappeared because she had a moment to pause and realize she really didn't know what she wanted. But Satan telling her, oh, you want him to cater to your emotions. You want, you want him to spend the money. You want something. Don't do it anymore, guys. Women need you to be strong. Your daughters need you to be strong. Being strong means love was right with all your heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else, so that they can see the right way to go. All right? That makes sense? And a lot of guys, they don't do that. I've had several guys, you know, they're like, oh, I'm strong. I know how to deal with the woman. I'm a proud boy. <laughs> Mid-tow or something like that. I'm a mid-tow. And as soon as they get rid of a woman, they go weak. They're spending their money on her. They're catering to her. She's taking advantage of them. And they feel good about it. I'm like, what the? Did you learn anything? And so I figure maybe they just have to go through it. Do, do, do you like for men to spend money on you? So what now? But sometimes when I'm hungry, it's no. Nice before you got married, oh no! If your husband had been catering to you, no. sending you on trips and buying your clothes, and before I was married, I tried my best to be asleep in the area of love. So no. before now, I said before I was married, I you know tried my best to be asleep in the area of love and not awaken that. 
So the time is right. Oh, you mean so like no. sexual carnal love thing? What do you mean oh. be asleep in aerial love? I mean awaken my emotions towards somebody. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. You, yeah. Were, you were not into all that? No. Nice. No. Well, before, um, before I was like a believer, I was into all of that. But whenever, yeah. um, whenever I became a believer, I wasn't anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. They don't, the ladies want y'all to be strong. You understand that? And when you're being weak with them, you, you ain't, I'm talking about, you ain't getting nowhere. You're being you. You're being played. <laughs> really, you're being played. She's thinking, what a fool. <laughs> and she either got a man that ain't spending on a game member that's not spending money on her. All right? It's okay to be a man. It really is. It's amazing. I used to be a beta, so I do understand. But I had never spent money on a woman. I spent, remember I told you when I was in high school, this girl asked me for a quarter to buy a bubble gum? And I would date her. And we had these bubblegum machines, that's these round bubblegum. She's like, Jesse, can you give me a quarter to buy bubblegum? I'm like, she just want my money. <laughs> and I dumped her over a quarter. <laughs> Cause I thought she played me for my money. And she's married now. And I went to Alabama to a class reunion like 10 years later. She remembered that. That's right. Yes, sir. Anybody disagree with that? You disagree? Okay, I'll come to you in a minute. Let me, let me talk to him first. I'll come to you. Yes, sir. So what do you, like, I have friends that I grew up with that I respected when I was, I mean, I still respect them. They're, they're great people at, you know, at this, uh, their soul. But um, I know I have, I have a few friends who have, I think, fallen to the wayside to their, you know, their girlfriends, and they kind of capitulate to them. Uh, and they, I just reckon, like, They'll post stuff on like, on social media that I know they don't probably mean because I'll call them out on it, and then they'll you know either say that they're wrong or whatever. How do I go about telling people that you know I love, but they're just acting like a complete you love fool? what that what what was that? Would you say I'm sorry? Like how do I go about telling my friends that they're just acting like complete betas and they, like they need to wake up without you know because like it's it, people don't want to admit that so it's like what is the best way to go about you know and, uh, first of all be an example and then tell them and if they don't accept it let them suffer because some people have to suffer and so just don't judge them don't you get angry about it but you need to be honest with them and somewhere down the road they may think about it like they Something will happen and they will see, wow, that's so true. Like planting, planting a seed essentially, where it's like, yeah, you don't, absolutely. Like you have no hopes that it's going to turn into something or you don't want, you don't expect it to turn into something, but if it does, it's, it's for the better type Yeah, thing. because they got to see down the road, they will see what you said because life brings that on anyway, especially when you're weak. And then they remember what you said and, and it's possible that they will change. But be honest, you owe it to them to be honest with them. Right. And if they don't want to be your friend anymore, wish them well. It's not personal. They were never your friend anyway if you couldn't be honest. That makes sense? Yeah, a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Because there's a lot of fake everything now. Fake family, friendship, fake everything. And so once you're born again of God, you become real and, and you will see who your real family members are, your friends are, but you won't hate them for it. But at least you would love them enough to uh, tell them. 
All right. That's a, that's a very good answer. Thank you. Right on. Yes, sir. You, what part of that you disagree with? Um, there's an old saying that comes to my mind, which I, I really appreciate the synergy of this following statement. An obedient wife commands her warrior. And I, I believe in the eyes of the Almighty, that union of the male and female is extremely important. And I know there's a lot of situations in many societies where the example uh, a female grows up with is not a good example, an abusive father. So part of my disagreement was when you said, if you don't love your earth father, you can't connect with the Almighty. I, I disagree with that. And why? Um, pardon? Why that? Why is that? Well, as I said, if your role model, your father, your earth father, your biological father is a, a POS, then how can that bring me to something that's so loving as the Almighty? Oh, good, man. By getting to know yourself. And uh, those who are seeking the kingdom of God in his right way, they will find that. They will realize by knowing yourself, it will cause you to understand your parents as well. And you will see what's going on. And once you see that, it will cause you to forgive him, forgive her and forgive him. Because God said, how can you say you love me and hate your father? You've never seen God. How can you love me and hate your father who you've seen? And, and men represent, your father represent the son of God on earth. He may be a weak one. He may be Abusive. turned away from him. But if you resent him, you would never know God. You can't love the father unless you, without loving the son. You have to love the son in order to get back to the father. By the son, you speak of Emmanuel. No. Jesus. No, your, your earthly daddy. All men represent God. They are sons of God. They may have been falling away. I've seen so much that in, in, they have fallen away. Many have fallen away. I, I'm in, probably included in that group. Yeah. But I would not say I, I would be the, the role model or, or those who are abusive. I, I just have the a hard only time man, that. The only time a man would be abusive is when he, when he has been turned away from his father toward his mother. And the way he feel about his father is the way that the mother feel about the father. And secretly, the mother is driving the father crazy. She's because he ended up marrying his own mother. Men, men hate women. And so the women, because they hate their mother, so the woman is their God. And every woman they get involved with is God. And so they become subject to that woman. But if they forgive their mothers, hey, mom, I'm sorry for resenting you for being so controlling or crazy, or turning me away from my father. And then it will, once you forgive your mother for doing that, you will understand your father better, and you will forgive him for not protecting you. And that's when life becomes paradise. The only reason that men are abusive is because they're married to their mothers. And they I, have their mother. Any abusive man, any man with anger, do you have anger? Me personally? Yeah. Yes, sir. Right. At times. It, at, at times. And how did you become angry? I, I, I think there's always one emotion that precedes that of anger, and it's pain. And how did you become angry? Hurt. Were you born angry? Hard to remember the birth. I hear it was a traumatic experience, but um, I don't remember being too angry as an infant. And so what caused you to become... 
when you first realized you were angry, what caused you to be, what caused you to become that way? Again, uh, who? again, I would I would say the emotion of pain. Anybody I've seen that's been angry, they've been hurt. Something has hurt that person right. to bring them to that anger. And what hurt? And what hurts you to bring you to that anger? Well, I'm not angry right now. Right, but it's there. I believe we all have that within us. Well, we all we do all have it because we're born in sin, and but we all must overcome it if we want to be free. Amen. You can overcome anger and never have anger again. Did you know that any male that has anger is a female? I don't follow that. Um, it's un, it's not natural for a man to have anger. Any male that has anger been traumatized by his mother. And he has her identity. And so that's why you must forgive your mother and overcome her and return to the father. Forgive the father. And God will forgive you and take the female identity away from you and, and give you back your own identity. The one you had before you were traumatized spiritually. Again, I, but I, I just go to an example of a father raping his daughter. To me, that's unforgivable. I, I'll beat the I, I will kill Why do you say that's unforgivable? That's to me, it's, it, I'm sorry. I'm not the Lord. I, I'm not that good of a forgiver. I even change the Lord's prayer and say, forgive me my trespasses and make me stronger to forgive those who trespass against us. Me. Why do you say a man that molests his daughter is an unforgivable thing? I, because you're not a forgiving man? Perhaps I'm not. Is that normal to not be a forgiving person? Depends what the transgression but how are you going to pick and choose the one that? Anybody agree with that? No. no. And I think I saw your hand, right? I'll come to you. You, I mean, anybody, oh. Anybody agree with what he's saying? It's not a class, it's a fellowship. Yeah, not <laughs> You agree with what he's saying? It's unforgivable? And, Jesus does mention sins that are forgivable and sins that are, are not. For example, he says, um, if you take innocence away from somebody, that won't be forgiven. He, he talks about other things, too. It won't be forgiven by him or by you? By God. Oh, but you're not God. No, but we want to live in a way that God radiates out of us, right? Right, but... We don't have a right not to forgive anyone for anything. Well, we're not there to judge anyways. It's not for him to forgive or not, but you can, that, you can say, like he's saying, he's a POS, right? A certain person. What's a POS? Piece of uh, manure. Oh. oh, don't say it. <laughs> but, but let me tell you this. Yeah. There's not one of us walking this side of heaven who has a right to not to forgive. You know, I don't care what it is. You cannot, you don't have a right to judge anyone. Look at your own life. Your own life is crummy. And the one that's doing the judges, judging has the worst life. We don't have a right. It's not, it, only God can forgive. Right? So we go to God. I'm sorry for playing God. I'm sorry for hating my fellow man. I'm sorry for judging. And he will forgive us, and you'll be free. You don't need to ask for forgiveness, 
and you don't have, you can't judge your fellow man. Not at all. All right, let me do this first, then I come. Do y'all understand that? I don't care what the crime is. Not one human being has a right to judge anyone. That's up to God. Only God forgive. You cannot forgive. You just don't hate. I'm sorry for hating you. Yes, ma'am. thing is, uh, I mean, you know, regardless of how whatever horrible things could happen to a person, if you hold on to that and you don't forgive, it will continue to hurt you. Yeah. Like that old saying, you know, anger is like holding a hot stone that was given to you and you're just continuing to choose to hold it and hurt yourself more. Not only will it destroy you, your children, yeah. their children, their children, their yeah. children, and their children. It becomes children. generational. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because... There's not one person on earth that can help what they do. You're born in sin. You didn't decide. I used to think when I was moved out to L.A. And as you hear the preacher say, y'all need to forgive. Forgive for drinking. Forgive for this. And all the dumb stuff, right? And I'm like, I don't ever remember deciding that I want to be a sinner. You know, I don't ever remember walking down the road. You know what? I want to be a sinner. <laughs> I never made that decision. Anybody ever made the decision that you want to be a sinner? You said you said yourself you was a holy girl, and you said I want to be a sinner. Let her have a mic. Let her have a mic. Yeah, I didn't think that I was holy or whatever, so I was just like, "All right, I'm gonna have fun with it." Being a sinner. Correct. Oh, so. You were already a sinner, and you said, I'm going to have fun with it, or uh, you were holy and decided, I'm going to be a sinner? Well, I didn't think I was holy to begin with, so I was like, okay, well, let's we'll just see how this goes. And yeah. then uh, I was saved. Um, but, you know, I had to go through certain things to know God. But you didn't yeah. decide, you were already a sinner, you just decided to go and have fun with it? Yeah, I, yeah, I was like, I'm just going to embrace it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's so, a horrible decision, too. Yeah, it was. It was. But I, in that, that, I was like, okay, you know, I'm well, have fun with this I'm going to accept it, and I will soon. So. Yeah. We, we can't make a decision like that. We, you know, of ourselves, we know nothing. Of ourselves, we do nothing, right? So we can't. We are born into sin. We are born into crazy families. The father and mother already screwed up. And so you come into where all innocent. And have you known the babies? They're all innocent and looking around and they're having fun and they, they're not holding anything against anyone and they're laughing. And then by the time they, by the time they, by the time they're 10 years old, they're ready to cut you out. You're like, what happened? <laughs> but you don't know that they're born into a crazy family. Mother angry, father weak. And that and it caused them to fall away from innocent because the moment you become angry at your parent for whatever reason, you become like them. And they're only doing to you what was done to them. They didn't, you know, they didn't want to do it, but they were born into crazy families as well. But parents don't tell you, you know what, son or daughter? I'm sorry, I was crazy when you were born. I'm sorry for it. Don't hate me for it. If they just did that, it would help. Because at least you understand as a child, they can't help it, right? 
And kids forgive just like that. But we can't help it because we're born innocent into hell. But once you forgive, you come back to paradise, and it's amazing. It's easy and it's simple. All right? You got to drop the anger, and God will do the rest. Uh, and so for you, sir, if you want to be free of your anger, you got to forgive your mother and stop hating your father because your father can't help it. I, I love my mother. My father was rather abusive, but I have forgiven him. As he abusive got, to who? You or uh, uh, the your mother? Family. He was he was uh, he's a military man for you know from World War Two on, and yeah. it, he was like the great Santini. Um, very, Do you love him? I loved him a lot, but I mean, you, you know, you take the belt so much, and then you don't really love that so much. But I'm, I'm I'm speaking on a different issue. I'm talking about crimes against humanity. People that are uh, doing horrible What's the things. Problem? Hold on one minute. Well, I was just making sure that Mike. Uh, I'm not, okay, go ahead. You guys can hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead. All right. So crimes against humanity is what I'm more referring to. Those who abuse children. Um, again, I, I, I'm not that. I, I find that unforgivable. That's wrong to do it for that to happen, but you're in a fallen state. You can't help it. But you would be as bad as the molester if you hated the molester. Well, then I guess I am. Yeah. If you hate them. You are worse than they Let are. Let me ask you this, sir. You're walking down the street. You say you forgive everybody. You don't know a perpetrator approaching you. has got a little shank in his hand. He's going to come up. Now, after the fact, you stabbed ten times in your lung and some internal organs. You say you're going to forgive him. But previous to that, once that comes, if you even see it, are you going to defend yourself against that attack or just let him stab you and say, I, I, I forgive No, I'm, 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 I'm going to defend myself, but I'm not going to hate you. You're going down. <laughs> but I'm not going to hate you. You know what I mean? Okay, hate's a strong word. Is hate and forgiveness, oh, you know, is hate and non-forgiving the same? It, yes, sir. Mm. Hate, resentment, anger is the same. They just change the words down through the years to make them sound better. You know, no one, I've heard over and over, no one want to say they hate their mothers or fathers. Well, how about resentment? <sighs> Not really resent them. Well, how about anger? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all the same. It just has a brand new soft word, but it still hates. And anyone who has anger is playing God, and you're separated from God, and you're suffering. Because Satan is your daddy. If you have anger, Satan is your daddy. I, 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 I rebuke Satan. No, but I do get angry. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm not going to accept that. I, respectfully. Well, no, 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 no problem. Hold on to it. You'll see. <laughs> There's no love, no peace, none of that in anger. It's all, it, it's miserable. It's, oh, I agree. Anger's poison. Yeah, it's dying. It's death. You really are walking dead. You just don't know it. Anyone who has anger is a walking dead. Let me take here first, all right, because he will wait and then here, and I'm going to come to you. Don't forget. Oh, okay. We're just about that. Go ahead. Just that yeah, is, that example, ahead. and we have those kind of examples in life all the time of somebody doing harm. Uh, it's not love to that person to allow them to continue in a crime, right? That's not a blessing to that person to allow them to hurt you or to hurt somebody else. It is right. actually love to, to sometimes stop somebody from doing something like well, that. Well, when you are born again of God, of the Father, you see that the person can't help themselves. It's wrong, but they have been spiritually traumatized as well, and they can't help themselves. It's no different than a person who overeats 
uh, who over drinks or who over sex or whatever, right? It's the same spirit. It's no different than a murderer. The murder, a person that commit murder has the same spirit that a person that overeat, a person that over drinks or uh, over sex. It's still evil. It's just uh, he, he or she will traumatize in a different way and they become like the person that traumatized them. But it's the same spirit. It's the same spirit of a, any person that has fear. It's the same spirit. It just carry out in a different way. But if you hate somebody because they murdered, committed murder, then you are no different than the murderer. You're evil. And you're just judging. You make yourself feel better. Oh, I'm better than the murderer. You're no, you're no better than the molester. The, the person with anger is no better than the molester. Child molester, whatever molester. Just know that. And say just playing a game on you. Let me do this first. Yes, sir. I forgot you had your hand back there, man. Yeah, I kind of forgot what I was going to say. Oh, you forgot? Um, uh, it is so nice to be free of anger, really. Because you're with the Father, and the Father, there's nothing but life. God said there will come a day when I will return the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. You are wasting your life hating your fathers. You're dying. Men and women. Really, it's, it's a waste of life. Christ came that we might have life. All right? Yes, what, sir. What I, um, I had to forgive my, well, I forgave my mother, but I had to forgive my mother, but I forgave her for... Okay, so but I had to um, forgive her for giving me everything and taking what for, for for forgiving me and taking care of me and pampering to me and yeah. and I actually had to leave home. I I, I left home and came out here to California because I'm like, mom, you just doing too much. And I saw in the future of it, I'm like, if I stay here, I'm not gonna be myself. I mean, yeah. Then I'm gonna mentally start depending on her and. And having her do everything, and then I'll probably lose my man, my manhood. But what I wanted to ask you was going back to the pan, pan for women and, you know, giving them. And how, do, how does that fit with when you meet somebody for the first time, y'all going out on a date? I mean, it's okay to, you know, pay or pamper at the pay first time. Pay for a little phone. lightweight dinner. Go to Popeye. <laughs> have a chicken sandwich no <laughs> I mean throughout tradition no you know, it's like you, um, you kind of I mean let's say you're dating and you, you you and your girl go out to dinner or something pay for a lightweight dinner don't 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 overspend trying to prove something to her or trying to make her feel special you treat her the way you would treat anyone you're just out you get to know her she's getting to know you and you will see after a while, is this the person that meant for me to, to be my wife and the mother of my children? You will see it, and that way you won't be surprised after you get married. But if you buy her and spending money on her and buying diamond rings and doing that, you don't really see what you're getting because she'll pretend to be what you want until she gets you, and then all hell will come out. You wonder what happened. Now you spent all your money, and now you're about to lose your life. So just take it slow and... Take one day at a time and be yourself. A lot of guys won't be themselves with a woman. They'll pretend to be something they're not. They won't be honest with her. They won't correct her. They won't, you know what I'm saying? And so it's just, it's horrible. You're not really getting to know the person. 
Women don't want, they want it, but they don't want you spending all that money. All you're doing is building their ego. You're making them feel like a queen. And then when you marry the queen, she's going to sting you with the bee. So that treating like a queen, you know, that saying, you know, I treat my lady like a queen, is that irrelevant? That's bad. So that's, that's, that's not a weak irrelevant. person that's telling you that. Women are not queens. What the? <laughs> They're just human beings who God took from man so you can start a family. Because God want to create love, right? And he, do it through the, he does it through the family. And so if you want a family, that's what she's for. To cook, clean, and iron, and make your meal. Why is that funny? <laughs> I know when people hear that today, they just, especially women, they hear that today, they just like, nah, I ain't having it. You know? But then you'd be glad when you hear that, that's not the woman you want for a family. <laughs> when they say, nah, I ain't changing my last name. I'm a, I want to hold on to my last name. I'm not cooking. It's going to be 50-50. That's what you need to know before marriage. And be happy she told you and say thank you and move on. Well, women because you would never mate for a good wife. Well, women are lost today then. What? See, the women are lost today then. They are because the men are lost. Absolutely. That's why you got to be an example so they can see the right way to go. I remember when they used to have this homemaking class in high school for women. And they were teaching the girls how to sew, how to cook, how to earn. How to, they were preparing them to be married for their family. And women didn't mind at that time at all. They loved it. And men were doing, carp, you know, building stuff, learning how to build and stuff like that. And things worked well that way. But the woman's ego has been built now. It's out of control. And so when you're catering to them like that, you're just building their ego. And the moment you run out of money... Or catering, that's it for you. She's going to call the cops up. He, he beat me. <laughs> She's going to take your children. So you can't even afford to run out of money. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me do this real fast because let me take here, then here, and then all over. It's, it's, God doesn't cater to us and he loves us, right? He treats us like human beings. He treats us like, uh, like sons, especially when we return to him. Likewise, we have to treat women the same way he treats us. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't make us, he doesn't build up an ego. He get rid of the ego. And women need you to help them overcome the ego. Yes, sir. Um, I had a little question, and I was also confused a little bit about what that gentleman was talking about. And I think he's confusing about like justice being done with hating the guy who has done something and not forgiving him. If What I wanted you to clarify is, isn't it right that you don't have to hate them, you don't have to not forgive them uh, for justice to be carried out? Meaning someone's coming at you at a knife just because you forgive them and you don't hate them doesn't mean you don't defend yourself. Right. Just like you have a dog who, um, if you've ever seen a dog who lost this, foaming at the mouth, you love this dog for 10 years, but you have to put it down. Right. It's biting your kids, biting you, biting it, it lost its yeah, mind. Yeah, that's a good point. doesn't mean you hate them. No, you can, as a matter of fact, if you don't hate, you're not angry, you don't hate, you have a greater power to protect yourself from the person that's trying to hurt you because you're going to do it in the present, rather in your head. But 
Right, but you just can't hate them. Innocents that are not able to protect themselves, those who perpetrate against innocents like that, I find it hard to forgive. Now, I'll forgive them if you, you're saying we're going to hang them from the bridge. Far out, I forgive you. They're swinging. <laughs> yeah. you know? uh, that's why we have the law of the land. The law of the law is just. Uh, because the law of the land is for the lawless, those who don't have love. But those who have love of God, they're going to follow the law of the heart. And they're not going to be doing things like that. So you have to have the law of the land to contain those who do not believe in God. They have no love. Uh, right here. Scales the time going by. What he talk, talked about, and a lot of atheists or people of anger love to kind of misequate things. Forgiveness doesn't mean acceptance. You can forgive someone for doing evil, doesn't mean you accept what they did. Matter of fact, you know that it's wrong, but you just don't hate it. Exactly. You can forgive yeah. a rapist, doesn't mean you accept rape. Right. And you can forgive the rapist, but you're not going to let him rape your wife or daughter. You'll right. stop him, but you'll use enough force to end the fight. You're just not. Be, we're, we're not in a position to hate the rapist. Exactly. Because we're no better than the rapist. Anyone who has anger is no better than the rapist. You may not be raping, but you're doing other they stuff. You do something else. Yeah, absolutely. A any questions about anything? Do you have anger? Yeah, a little bit. And where'd you get it from? Probably my father. And uh, why? I'm sorry? Father or family? And why did what you're angry? And what you're angry at your father, or what did he do to you to make you angry? Honestly, I don't feel comfortable talking about it. Oh, okay, I understand it, and don't. All right, but if you don't want to talk, man, we show you how to overcome that. All right. All right. Hey. Okay. Um, right here, and then Raymond. I forgot about you, Raymond. But right here for he's a first time visitor. Hey, uh, how would you? Uh, how uh, how would you set up, uh, what, what would you do for boundaries for in-laws? Um, I would keep them far away from me. <laughs> I would, if they move to the west, I'll move to the east. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and God said, take your wife and move way away from family members. <laughs> Otherwise, they'll destroy your marriage. Mm. Are you having a hard time with your in-laws? Not really, just wondering about uh, wisdom. Um, and, uh, you know, if you, if you identify, you know, potentially some um, manipulation or something, you know, how do you set up a boundary to not let that person manipulate your family? Just tell them if you don't stop it, you can't come around. Yeah. Be honest with them, but just don't resent them. And being honest without resentment is love, and it's up to them to accept it. But be honest with them. I was talking to a family member on the phone one day, Recently, and this family member is married, and I said to them, you know, your wife don't like me. And they're like, oh, why you say that? And they let me know, know that he already knew it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's all right. No problem. But you got to, that's why you must be born again of God so that you can deal with all people in the same manner with perfect love. And so you will be able, you won't have any fear you won't be afraid of losing them or what they say about you or think about you. So you'll be able to be honest with them, and if they don't cut it out, you just get rid of them. Block them. That makes sense? Yeah. Especially the mother-in-law. Mm -hmm. Can you handle your mother-in-law? Yes. 
Why you look like you're thinking no? <laughs> yeah. You say yes, Sometimes but the eyes are saying no. <laughs> you can handle your mother-in-law. Yes. You tell her how the cow ate the cabbage. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> so what? I don't know what that is. Uh, a lot of people don't know how the cow ate the cabbage. <laughs> Y'all, you weren't born on a farm. I was not. <laughs> oh. It's just that you be honest with them, but don't hate them. Okay. Mother-in-law, daddy-in-law, sister-in-law, brother anyone. Your, your mother. Mm-hmm. And don't let them move in with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Is she already talking about coming out? Oh, I want to help my daughter with the baby. No. No? No. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Did your mother say it yet? Did your mother say it? No. What? I have an interesting relationship with my mom. I don't think she would say that. Interesting in what way? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> like, how long you got? Um, I grew up with, you know, your typical story. Mom's super angry. Dad leaves. Then I hate my dad because that's what my mom taught me to do. Yep. And then I grow up and uh, um, the Lord really saved me. And I returned to my father and, you know, forgave my mom. And so that's really where I'm at now. But my mom is still a super angry person. Um, and she still what? She's still got a lot of anger and, yeah, and yeah. things like that. And so Don't let her rile your baby. No. Well, we live on the opposite side of yeah, the country. Yeah, so. send her a picture. <laughs> yeah. But don't let her come near the baby. Yeah, that's good advice. Yep. And if she get mad, that's fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they say, hey, you need to go have your own baby. <laughs> Are you afraid of her now? No. Are you able to deal with her straight up? Yeah. Oh, good. Right on. And yeah. you love your father? Yeah, I do. Right on. Yep. Good. Nice. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, let me take Raymond first, and then I'll come to you. And then I'll... Oh, okay. Yes, Raymond. About what you said earlier about um, Chris, uh, Christians not doing uh, doing anything. Are you are you familiar with the old term? There's, there's such a thing as doing the right thing. With the wrong attitude? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that may, you're on to something. Yeah. Because that's why I feel, uh, feel so, uh, so many Christians are weak. They, um, they feel they're, they're, they're going through the motions, but giving up, forfeiting their courage to do the right thing. Well, they don't have the courage because they don't know God. They know about him. But they don't know him. They have not been born again of him. And so that's why they don't have it. Yeah, they have been misled, misguided by the teachers and the preachers and all that. And they want him. That's why they go to church. They're looking for something. But the preachers don't know nothing. Don't know anything. And don't know nothing. Speak. I can't say that, right, James? Don't know anything. Yeah. Right, Chris? <laughs> well, in my community, don't know nothing. Yeah, that may also explain why why uh, many whites are afraid afraid of blacks. Yes, if white people had love, they wouldn't be afraid of blacks, because they would understand the spiritual battle, and they would be honest with them, and then not worry about the blacks fighting them or whatever, right? But whites don't have love, and not all, not all, but most, because the white men are weak too. The white men are weak too. They just have money so they can hide it. <laughs> but the wife beating them up at home, making them buy two or three cars they don't need, 
live in an area that they can't afford, the man working himself to death trying to please her. The white men need to wake up too and turn to God. Then they can love blacks and not be afraid. Amazing. I see. Thank you very much. You're welcome, buddy. Right here. Thank you. Um, Is this your first time here? No. no. Oh, okay. Um, so this is about uh, my brother. Like what what happened to him happened to uh, like their what they were saying a minute ago uh, when their baby was born, and uh, you were saying how like all oh, the, the the mother-in-law will say, oh, let me come down and help with the baby and all that. And that, that's what happened to, to my brother. And so you were saying, like, maybe that it's better for that not to happen. Like, don't come down and help with the baby. Yeah. Is, is that what you're saying? Why would mama invite herself to your house and you didn't ask her to come anyway? You know she's up to something. Yeah. And you know, it, so, you're not it, supposed to go unless you invite it. Right. And, it, and needless to say, it didn't go very well. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Did, did he run her off? Uh, she kind of ran herself away. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, it won't happen again. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's good. Amazing. Good, man. It, there's an order to life, really. And unless you've been born of God, you cannot live in that order. You don't know the order. And other stuff you have will not work. You must be born again. We can't see. We don't know. We must be we must be born again in order to live by the light. Really, that's the only way it's going to work. Yes, ma'am. And then I forgot about my biblical question. Oh, you have a question? Okay, one moment. Yes, ma'am. Um, I just want to ask you. I know you've said before how does a pe- person that has anger looks like. So, so what now? That has anger looks like. Remember, you asked that before. Never ask a black <laughs> man if he remembers. Well, for me, I what? was thinking now. I was thinking now, how does a person that forgives looks like for you, to you? What does a person that has forgiven look yeah, like? Yeah, that has forgiven or is forgiving. They have peace. Uh, they live a simple life. Uh, their life is not based on anyone else or anything mm-hmm. else. But most of all, they have peace. They have the love of God shining through them. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Did I see your hand? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I had two kind of comment questions. Anything. Okay. So the in-law comment, like I totally get you on that. So then it, then what about, you know, when people say, who do I ask for a blessing for, you know, you, a couple to be together or whatnot? Does that, is that falling along the same lines as what you're saying? You is say, like who do I ask for what? You know, when people are like talking about getting a blessing for a relationship or like oh. from, from family members, parents. Does that fall into what you were just saying? Yes. So stay far away from the blessings of the family? I don't, I don't quite understand it. Like you ask a father or family member for a blessing in order to marry somebody or for the relationship. Oh, so if in the some, guy want to marry you, he'd go to your father and ask if it's okay? Or like and either way. Yeah, it's either way. It's like, you know. It's okay to ask the father. It's just showing respect for the order of God. Okay. Uh, you know, I'd like to marry your daughter. That's why. That's what you mean? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But uh, then it, oh. I was wondering if it falls into the same thing you were talking about there with the in-laws. About the mother-in-law, the mother coming Yeah, like over. staying far away and yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, when you go, to, if you're dating a young lady, uh, you know, let's say you guys are dating. Oh. <laughs> it's time for gossip. 
let's say you guys date for a while, you get to know each other, and, and, and he realized, you know what, I'd like to have you as my wife and the mother of my kids. And then you go to your father and say, you know what, I'd like to marry your daughter. Are you okay with that? And the father said yes or no. It's just showing respect for the, the head of the, of the family, you know. So it's just the dad, basically, like. Yeah, don't ask like- the mama. <laughs> If you ask the mama, you got hell to pay. <laughs> because the order is the man is over the woman as the Christ is over the man. Yeah, that goes into my next question. Yeah. Um, actually, um, so... You're learning more about your boyfriend today than ever. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> She's looking at him now like, who is this? <laughs> who is this? Okay, on topic... <laughs> Yeah. So I, so when you're talking about a woman, like cooking, cleaning, and all that stuff, right? I just wanted to make a comment how, like, how God changes people's hearts, and how, like, when you're in the world, the 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 people that are, the women that are fighting this, the feminists, and all that, all that kind of. Yes. Um. Yeah. I just, I just, God is so good in the way He changes and shows the order of things. Yes. And I just wanted to make a comment about. Just knowing before and after, like what a difference it is, yeah. and how you submit, and how you just—it's like a massive amount of hu- humility involved in that, and for the right reasons. Yeah. So what happened when you return to the father? The father destroys your ego. Yes. And when he destroys your ego, mm-hmm. there's nothing left but love and respect yeah. and that order. Mm-hmm. And women would love living in that order. It's so much easier. Yeah, it's easier. <laughs> it's, it's a blessing. It is. So, did you go to college? I did. And uh, are you, I don't know if he's going to marry you yet, but let's say he asked you to marry him. Are you willing to stay home and be a wife and a mother? Yeah. Oh, nice. And are you willing to let your Thanks. last... You got the last one. Are you willing to <laughs> let... <laughs> <laughs> Are you willing to let your last name go and take on his name? Duh, of course. Right on. Because I met with a very nice family yesterday, Uh and the wife says, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not letting my last name go. It's 50-50. It's all. I'm like, that's not going to work. That's so weird. Yeah. Well, you, I pronounce you husband and wife. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. We just had a wedding. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's nice. Um, amazing. Did I get to everyone? Okay. Yes, sir. Real fast. And then I forgot my biblical question. Man. Yeah, I would just like to um, add to the comment from the young black lady earlier. Um I look back and I realized that I had, I had judgment for, um, for gangbangers, like just black thugs and stuff, and I thought that I was better than them. Yeah. And um, I remember hanging out with my brother and my friends, and like we're not gangbangers, but I would see like people would see us and they would cross the street and stuff like that, like you was talking about earlier. Yeah. And I would be like, dang man, like they're treating us like. Like we're game bangers and stuff, but now it's like I see. Right on. I see it's just like because of them, 
unfortunately, like we're in the same thing, but you can't you can't judge them for that. You know? That's right. Yeah, one hundred percent. Don't hate them for it. And it's not like you're accepting it as a right. You're just not hating them for it because you know they can't help it. Yeah. I have spoken at several jails and things to gang members and things like that. And by the end of that meeting, when they understood where that anger came from, that they had become like their mothers and no one ever told them that and all that kind of stuff, they end up crying. They couldn't believe it. Why didn't someone tell me before now, before they end up in prisons and stuff like that? And they would beg me to come back and talk to them again and guide them. They, no one is telling the truth about the situation. They're making the woman look like the angel and making the guy look like he's the problem, when it's really the mother that created the problem. And the man just overreacting to it because he has his mother's nature. And he doesn't know what he's dealing with. But once the man is born of the father, you can deal with your wife or girlfriend or daughter in the right way. And that's what they need. Last question, sir, or comment. I, I, I forgot your hand there. But very good point, man. Just don't judge him. Hey, Jesse. It's my first time here. I just want to thank you for everything you've done for me. Oh, you're welcome. What's your name? Michael. How did you hear about us, Michael? Um... Funny thing, I actually grew up in Echo Park, and I eventually moved out to South Central, out of all the places, but um, <laughs> I was a beta male, I was living there, and I started to, I started to live around uh, black people for the first time in my life. I grew up around nothing but Latinos, Yes. and um, just one night, I'm just on YouTube, and your feed comes up, and I go look, and I, and I hear you talking about closing the borders, or, or you know, against your immigration uh, abuse. And I remember just saying, oh, no, this is not what we need. He's disrupting everything. And I, I didn't know what I was thinking. Yeah. But like many people, I'm sure, you go back and you start listening because there's something there for you. Yes. And the second I heard you talking about the mother, it just clicked for me. That was the thing for me. But uh, besides that, my real question or my what I want to express is about two, three days ago, I saw a video of a... Uh, 25-year-old guy, Mexican guy, who got killed by the police. Yes. Uh, in Bay Area. I don't know if you heard of that. Is that what you were telling me about? Sir? It's a chubby guy. Yeah, he got... I heard about it. So what's a funny fat is... fat Mexican, right? I think he was Mexican. He, he had a Mexican last But he was fat or something, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so what I want to say is, I want to be honest here, because this is probably the only place in LA I could do this. Um, <laughs> so what I want to say is, when I saw the George Floyd thing, yeah. uh, initially... Uh, I was upset a little bit, but then as I started uh, realizing that all the things he, he had done led to, led to him being in that position, Yes, uh, I got over it, and right I started on. to see more videos of that, of, of, of black people being, uh, you know, in confrontations with police, but it never bothered me until I saw that video of the Mexican guy being um, on the floor, and that hit me because that guy looked like my brother. And then I started to realize I, I was falling for the lie of, yeah. of because it's close to my close to home now I care. That's you know, right, so man. I was like, and then I started realizing where are the parents? Where are why? Did they, it came to this unfortunate end, but you know, it always has to be the parents have to be responsible for that. Yes, sir. Because what I've noticed too is don't call cops if you got men around to deal with something. Don't call the cops. You've you got to have guys around you who are willing to deal with these problems. Yep. And uh, I just realized that yesterday that I almost fell for that. I almost fell for it because I was about to start typing, release the officers' names, release, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I got so angry. 
<laughs> the main thing that really got to me was um, one of the cops said, hey, should we turn him around? And, the, and the co- one of the cops said, like, nah, I, I don't want to lose what I got. He had his knee on his, like, shoulder blade or something. Right. And, like, 15 seconds later, the guy's dead, which was unfortunate. But I started to realize it only matters to people when, it, when it's close to home. Yeah. So you can't feel that way. That's right. Like, so I've realized that. And that was yesterday. I almost fell for it. I got angry. I haven't gotten angry in a long time. I've been listening to you for over two years now. Right on. Every morning. I'm an Uber driver, so from 6 to, like, 10, I catch it, the whole thing. Right on. And I'm always hearing you guys. I know all oh, the crew is great to be here. It's amazing. And I Have just wanted to Have you heard of Hake? That. Of course. I know Hake. Did you know I was Hake? always wondering how he got involved with you. Like, um, did he come to church? Or yeah, was, he came oh, to church. Okay. And when I first started talking to him, he was so weak. <laughs> he was like, weak, 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 weak. Weak, weak, weak. Weak, weak. Sugar water. Yeah, sugar water. Hey, uh, but he's gotten really... But you know what happened, though? He yeah. was so weak. I said, you know what, I'm going to start having him come up and open the Sunday morning meetings for me. And so I would let him come up and open the meetings, and he would nervously do pretty good. Right. And I kept it going. And then one time he told me, if you keep bringing me, I think you stopped for a while, right? He, he stopped. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped coming. And I'm like, why you stop coming? You're so weak. And then he started coming back, so I brought him back up. Did I bring him back up? I don't remember. You told me if I bring you up some more, you're going to stop again or something? But he was so weak, but he hung in there. He started doing the silent prayer. He went and forgave his mother and forgave his father. And he just started changing. And then he started working here as my uh, producer. And then next thing you know, he has his show now on, on my network. And he's not the same person. He just changed because he returned to the father. And that's how he ended up here. Okay. I, yeah, I could tell he's doing a really good job with it. Yeah, he's amazing. But he started out weak. And I use that because I want you to know in that fallen state, we're all weak. We have fear. We have doubt. We cater. We all, we're judging and all kind of stuff. But if you forgive, God will forgive you and he will change your nature. Really will. He will change it. We can't change it. He will change it. And it will, you'll end up with a hake with a good hair. Right. And uh, same thing with Nick. Nick came weak. But overnight, he just started changing. And, you know, I would yell at him. And <laughs> <laughs> but overnight, he just he hung in there with it. And when he would get angry at something, you're like, man, I'm, I know I'm angry. But he dealt with it. And all of a sudden, a brand new person. Um, do you ever think about, because I know you talk about building a network of a bunch of people who are. I'm, I'm, I'm working on, slowly but surely, a 24-hour talk network of young millennial conservatives. So do you believe... Um, I asked two women would they like to be a part of it, and they obeyed her, and they said no. <laughs> I asked Kelly, the young lady sitting next to you, mm-hmm. <laughs> And then I asked uh, Victoria, would you like to have your own show? I don't know if I can do it. But... <laughs> so, but... It, Mainly, I'm looking for a conservative man, but I'll throw a woman in there if I look like she yeah. can stand the pressure. Yeah. The pressure you know what's out. funny? Um, I, I, I always hear, like, okay, so Candace Owens is a big name right now. 
Yes. And I know how you feel about her without even saying it. How do I feel about her? You feel like, okay, you're conservative. Take the lead and go, go be with your family. Show us what a yeah. real conservatism Candace is. Candace Owens dropped a baby in the next morning she at work. And she's married. Who wants that kind of person as a leader? Right. So I know how you feel, and it's true. Like, okay, you're, you're such a conservative. You, this is what you build your career off. Then take the ultimate leap and go be a mom. That's right. And then Love you really right. lead. You're it's really all ego. Bad. She's out there with the ego tripping people. You know, oh, you're right. Ego, I can see it. I can see if it. If she loved, had real love, she'd be at home with her baby. And, and her husband providing. And that be a good example of that. It's yes. like what this young lady was saying. Yes. She let it all go for her, her family. Exactly, yes. And, and, and love that position. And that's When, the, when that's women noble. come back to the father, they love that position of being a woman. There's no competition. Yes. I agree. Right on, man. All right. Thank you, Jesse. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Great time here. You know, I love what you said. I appreciate what you said about when you saw the fat Mexican being killed. Yeah. You want to identify. And I only say you're fat. It got, it got close to my he heart. he told me he was fat. Yeah, he was fat. He was a fat guy. And I think what happened is, what happens is. Sammy uh, told me that. Yeah. You lay a, a fat guy in his stomach, he's going to have a hard time breathing. Yeah. And, and, and what kind of hurt me is because I have a brother who's special needs too. And I heard that the guy was a special needs guy. And um, I just started thinking, like, man, sometimes, like me, if I was put myself in a cop position and I see a guy who, who I could kind of tell he's mentally ill, I could tell. I'm not oblivious to people who, are, who, who have issues. I could see it right away. And, um, I, I but you don't like, really know until you're in that situation. Right. It, it's, it's easy to say, well, I can tell if the guy is mentally, mentally ill, right? right? But when you're in that situation, you don't know. And especially right now when the attacks have been up on cops, they don't have time to be trying to tell if you're mentally ill or whatever, right? Right, right. And so it's hard to know until we're in that position. But that's why I don't blame the cops and I I blame the parents. The parents are there at the news the next day talking about, you killed my brother, he was was alcoholic, but where are you guys? That's right. I only care when they're dead. Yep. Amazing. I got over it. Good, man. (laughs) And the beauty about that is that you can see you know, God is now allowing you to see because if you didn't, were not able to see, you'd be mad today about. I was that about situation. to type in. Yeah. To, like you know, like a mob. Like I was going to seek the mob. Like I. Yes. That, I have never felt that in my life. You are blessed that you can see. But I got over it. Right on. Yeah. So I got to ask this two ladies on the real quick, and then I got to end. Uh, Marlene, the biblical question of this week. Why should a man ever try to make up to a woman? Why? Uh-huh. Why? <laughs> um, no, I don't think a man should make up to a woman. No, that's not the question. Why? Why? Why, <laughs> Why should a man ever try to make up to a woman? Why? What comes to mind is if he's a beta, he's going to do that um, out of guilt or whatever. But why should a man ever try to make up to a woman? Why? I really don't know. I really don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I want to ask my friend in the hat, why should a man ever make up to a woman? Um, 
Well, a man could make up to a woman in instances of if he was being weak, and so therefore he was leading her astray by being a bad example. So he could be like, make up to her in that way, be like, hey, so I screwed up, and so that's affecting you directly. So my bad, I'm going to correct it, and then we will both be corrected and be on the better path. Amazing. I have a lot of respect for you. Not I respect everybody, right? But when I heard your story, it was an amazing story. And you're blessed. Amen. You are blessed. I am. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, why should a man ever make up to a woman? Me? No. Uh-huh. Well, he shouldn't. And why not? Because there's, um, you know, because he's a beta. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, no, in all honesty, I, I don't think that he should. I think it's it's learning for both um, because, I mean, if you if you think about some of the things that you've discussed before, if a man is showing all of his weaknesses to a, to a woman or he shouldn't show any at all, um, yeah. it's kind of contradictory to that to that point in belief. Amazing. Yes. I think by recognizing one's own weakness, you can grow and become stronger. To it does. back off of what she was saying. Absolutely. Yeah. You know thyself. And you'll be fine. You understand the world around you. I got to do this and then we got to end. I asked Samuel the other day, why should a man make up to a woman? And he gave me his answer. No, I didn't even ask him. I think he volunteered. Jesse, I know why a man should should make up to a woman. I was like, why, why Samuel? And when he told me, I was like, hold that for church. <laughs> Why should a woman ever make up, a man ever make up to a woman? I said, hell to the no. <laughs> Never. That was his answer. Yeah, because women don't even, they don't even know what they want. So you're really just like feeding into, you're going to catch hell because you're feeding into that weakness. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and it's right. You shouldn't make up. You should just be right and do right. Because you can't make up for anything. That's the whole thing. And the moment you try to make up, you're going to be licking boots the rest of your life. Because there's no such thing as making up. Do it right. Realize you're wrong and do it right from this point forward. I got to end. All right. I see your hand, but next time, okay? Forgive me for my sin. All right. Um, so listen. If you do the silent prayer, be still and know God. Go and forgive God will forgive you and life will become simple. It's so simple, there are no words to express it. You have to just live it to really understand it. And God loves us so much, he sent his only begotten son that he tried to get us back. And I noticed that in most families, there are one or two of the kids who are seeking their way back. They are not accepting the, the stuff at home that's going on. But the parent ended up, especially the mother, she ended up hating that child. If you rebel against her, she'll kill you. And then those that conform to her, she pretend they're the best ones, when really they're the weaker ones. They have caved into evil. So for those who are out there seeking, stay with it. Don't give up. Do the silent prayer. Go and forgive. And your life will start to change by itself, just like that. And then you'll grow into it and grow into it and grow into it. Until you get to the point you can't even imagine what you used to be, what life was before. Because he will cause you to forget about the old way. 
it would be as though it never was. You have a, you know, the Bible says something like old things have passed away and all things are new. That's real. You really, you come back to yourself as, as you were as a little child when you just trusted and you didn't judge and your life was taken care of. You come back to that and you just let the Father take care of you. You go to work. You, 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 oh, and you appreciate all things. The ups and the downs, you treat them both the same. You appreciate them because you grow in those. You develop character from that. So do the silent prayer. Go and forgive. Don't ask for forgiveness because it wasn't your fault that you did what you did. Really, it wasn't your fault. You were born into hell and it got in you and caused you to do the things you wouldn't normally do. So you don't have to go to your parents and say, well, I'm sorry for what I did. Don't do that. You apologize for resenting them. You couldn't help yourself. So don't be judging yourself for the things you've done already. You couldn't help it. If you were able to do the right thing, you would have done the right thing, no matter what it is. You couldn't help yourself, so stop judging yourself. That makes sense? You literally couldn't help it. You were born into hell. And now you're coming out of the hell, you can't help but be right and do right. And it's God who causes that to happen. All right, so just relax and speak up, but don't resent Get ready for this battle that's coming. I mean, a spiritual battle. And they want us to have a race war, but don't fall for it. Because they want to entrap you and take away your rights of everything. All right? Don't fall for that. Speak up, but don't resent. Do the silent prayers and forgive. Don't hold anything against anyone. Tell them about it. Be honest with them and be done with it. All right? So, um, announcement. Let me make the announcement real fast before we cut off here. On uh, August 14th, we're going to have our men's conference down in Florida, the Bond Men's Conference. Normally we have it here, but because of the Chinese thing, we're having it in Florida uh, for men only. And men, you can't bring your wife to the thing, your girlfriend, and don't be coming over to the door. Can my wife come in? <laughs> the answer is no. And don't think just because she's at the door, we're going to say yes. <laughs> uh, that, it happens every time. We even had guest, guest panelists and speakers, and they bring their wives. And they bring her to the thing, and they're like, oh, my wife is with me. Can I bring her in? No. We said no. But we, that following morning down in Florida at 10 a.m., we will be having church for men and women, for everybody down in Florida the very next day. So if you bring your wife or your girlfriend, bring her to church, but you can't bring her to the men's forum. Is that clear? All right. And I know some of you are afraid of your wife. <laughs> you can appease her by telling her, well, you can go to church, honey. We're going to have church the next morning. All right. Um, the tickets are selling really fast, and we only have you know, X amount of room. So if you want to be there, I suggest at least buy your ticket so you're, 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 the space is uh, reserved for you. All right. Um, what else? No men's form this weekend. Oh, yeah. No men's form this weekend. Thursday. I mean, it's Thursday. This coming Thursday is the 1st of May. I can't be there. I got something I have to do. And so I won't be able to be there. Uh, so no men's form this month. Ladies, don't y'all feel better? Because sometimes we have to cancel the ladies' meeting, right? <laughs> See, I love everybody the same. Uh, and Nick going to be hosting my show this Thursday and Friday again. So get ready for him. 
I hope T called him again. Uh, uh, what else? So thank you for your support. Don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, share, ring the bell, all that good stuff. And thank you for your donations and all that. Um, and we'll read the Super Chats and stuff tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, on the air, we'll do the Super Chats and D-Live on Sunday. Look, folks, it's, it's beautiful to be a Christian, but you're not going to enter into the kingdom until you drop the anger. Have no excuse to be hating your parents, your mother, or your father. Don't let Satan tell you that. No excuse, because you're no better than them. As a matter of fact, you're just like them. So forgive them so God can forgive you and he can create love, all right? Let it all go, no matter what anyone else says. You'll be fine. And thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. We have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. So if you need counseling, call the office set up an appointment, and uh, you won't be disappointed, all right? And thank you all for coming. I appreciate it.